Four-man pressure. Brady going long and right. Beautiful throw, beautiful catch. Hogan. They go. The flea flicker. Brady to the end zone. And it's a New England touchdown. Right back. Lewis or Brady end zone. Hogan. What a catch. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Senior Beat Podcast. Today we're joined by two-time Super Bowl champion Chris Hogan, uh, formerly the New England Patriots. He spent this past season catching passes on the Carolina Panthers. Obviously, you know, thanks for joining us, and we're really happy to have you. What have you been doing? Uh, I've been doing pretty well, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, as good as ex expected, I guess. Everyone just quarantined at home with not much to do but hang out with family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you been able to get any workouts in or anything? Uh, I've been – so I've, I've been working out as much as I can, a lot of stuff at home. Um, you know, if there's – there are a few fields that are kind of open or available, so I've been able to kind of get outside as much as possible. But just trying to make the best of the situation. I'm in New York. That's where I'm at yeah. uh, in the offseason. So it's – a lot of it's pretty – pretty locked down here um so it's been tough but you know making the most of it so you know you start with you know a couple questions about just like the senior thing obviously we're doing this for seniors we thought it'd be really cool if we could connect you know professional athletes and like student athletes and stuff like that so that it's like way to bring everybody together in a way um sure. you know like what was your senior year like like what was it like for you uh in high school yeah so Senior, I mean, senior high school, that's the best time of your life, right? Um, it was it was a cool time for me, um, being that I was, you know, trying to figure out whether or not I was going to play football or lacrosse in college, going on visits, um, you know, trying to navigate that whole world where, you know, I really didn't know anything about it. Uh, my parents were very new to it. I was new to it. Um, you know, so – it was a fun time. It was it was exciting for me to have those different options available to go to these great schools to, you know, do something that I love to do, which was you know play football, lacrosse, and um, having a, a chance to, chance to go to a you know school academically was was exciting to me. Um, you know, it opened a lot of doors for me personally. You know, I, I did well in school in high school, but you know at you know sports really opened up even more doors and um it was a fun time going into your senior year for you as a senior athlete you know obviously this is it for you in high school but did it have a different feel for you knowing that you were going to play at the next level uh yeah absolutely i mean i didn't make my decision on where i was going to go play um in college until really my I think it was the spring of my senior year so i really waited to the last second um, you know, because I really didn't know what I wanted to do athletically. I really didn't know. I, you know, I was really torn between playing football or lacrosse. Um, so, you know, that whole senior year, I, I, you know, I took, you know, pretty seriously and on, on and off the field and, um, you know, went on all the visits and met with all the coaches. And um, it was, you know, it was, it was an exciting time. 
um, you know, from what I remember. And, you know, it was something that, you know, me personally just had to kind of figure out what I wanted to do uh, my own, you know, my parents were there and, and they were, they guided me to, you know, where, whatever was going to make me happy. You know, no one was going to sit there 10 years ago or geez, uh, a long time ago. I'm not going to tell you what's happened when I graduated high school, but, um, you know, no one's going to sit there and tell me that I was going to be in the position that I am at today, you know, when I was making that decision. So, you know, for me, I just was, I went with, with my gut. And um, at the end of the day, I chose lacrosse and I went, you know, had four amazing years at Penn State. And, um, you know, my senior year was, you know, it was just, it was all about kind of setting myself up for, you know, the future. And, you know, that's an exciting time for young athletes and, you know, young individuals that are kind of moving on to the next phase of their life going on to college. So what influenced your decision to play football at Monmouth after playing lacrosse at Penn State? So I had, um, I, I had a year of eligibility left. Um, and, you know, I was, I felt like I had kind of, I had done everything that I could have done in the sport of lacrosse as a collegiate athlete. Um, you know, all, I was on pace to graduate. All my friends were graduating. I really didn't have any interest in coming back. And uh, I had the idea of trying to use that extra year of eligibility to play football, something that I, that I always wanted to do. I always wanted to try to walk on at Penn State. Just really just never, never did it. Never, you know, never tried and never regretted it. But um, it was something that I always wanted to do. And so the fall – um, going into my senior year of college, I started that whole process and the process was long and it was stressful and it was, you know, you had, it, it was a lot of, um, rules and things that you had to work around with the CAA and, uh, trying to figure out how to, how to transfer and, and, um, whatnot. But, you know, I just, took small steps, contacted my high school football coach, got high school film, sent that back out that I had sent out, you know, four years previous and, you know, see what would have happened. And um, what happened was a couple of schools were interested in me and um, one of those being Monmouth. The other one, uh, another one was a school, Syracuse, um, a school that I had looked at to play lacrosse at. Um, so those, those schools, I, you know, um, just took the steps to try to make it work. And Monmouth ultimately ended up being the, the school that that fit. Um, and it was, uh, it was exciting. So my, my senior year, I, I was honestly, it was a little bit of a weird senior year for me. Um, in college, I, you know, started to focus more on, um, you know, football and getting myself ready for that. And, you know, most people were went to their senior week uh, after they graduated. I went home and started training, and that was just a you know it was a goal of mine. It was a dream of mine to play football again, and you know I just kind of wanted to put everything I had into it. At Penn State playing lacrosse, did you ever like like try and like play football there, or did you were you just like looking to transfer? Um, no, I, I didn't. I looked at. Um, the way the NCAA works, it was a little weird. If I was to graduate, 
uh, it wouldn't have worked out that I could have stayed there and entered a grad program there. Um, okay. so I ended up, you know, looking at schools and, and Monmouth honestly was the best fit. I mean, I'm from Jersey. Monmouth was an hour away from me. Um, you know, so I pretty much was at home playing in a school with kids that I grew up with playing against. Uh, so it was, it was really, it was a good fit. And, um, you know, you know, looking back on it, it was probably the best decision that I could have made playing there. How did your lacrosse skills translate to the football field? Lacrosse and football are, are so similar. I mean, the sport obviously has changed a lot and it's much more fast paced than when I played, but you know, the eye hand coordination, the physicality, um, you know, change of direction, agility, all of that stuff. I mean, that directly translates to exactly what I did as a receiver or do as a receiver. And, um, you know, all of that really helped me. I mean, I think that the biggest thing for me was, you know, when I started playing again was, you know, running routes and learning a playbook and, um, you know, stuff like that, that I had not done for, you know, for four years, but, um, you know, getting back into it was, was pretty easy. Which sport do you think you were, you were better at? Like when you were playing, like when you're deciding between the both, which one did you think you were better at? <laughs> um, I had more accolades in, uh, well, I was an all American in lacrosse when I was a senior and, um, you know, I, I had, I just had, I had good offers for lacrosse and to me that was, you know, a telltale sign that I was better at lacrosse than I was at football. And, um, you know, the, the, the offers I had for football were, you know, smaller and smaller D1 programs. And honestly, I had an opportunity to go to Penn State. and I uh, went and visited the school and fell in love with the school. Um, thought it was going to be a good, a good move for me academically just because of what they offer and, and just the, everything that goes along with attending Penn State. Um, you know, I thought it was, you know, the right move for me and at the time. And, um, you know, the, I, I get that question all the time. I mean, I love both sports. I, playing them was, you know, I, I was, I had the opportunity to play football and lacrosse at a collegiate level and it was um, a lot of fun for me. Mm -hmm. You ended up going undrafted. Uh, what was your next move to try to get signed by an NFL team? So the draft happened. It was the lockout year, so it was a bit of a uh, bit of an odd year. Um, but I ended up signing with San Francisco immediately after the draft, um, and from there, you know, it was obviously we didn't go to we went right to training camp, and that started uh, at the end of July. You know, didn't really get a chance to go to OTAs or anything like that. Um, but I put on a really good pro day previous to the draft and uh, you know met with some teams and uh, worked out for a couple of different teams and you know got in got an opportunity uh, in San Francisco that was my first first chance and um, it was short-lived <laughs> and it was a uh, you know crash course in what the NFL is like uh, um, but I'll never for, forget that moment um, you know getting that call and being on a plane you know the next you know the next morning flying out to San Francisco and the next day going to going right into training camp. Um, you know, that was pretty special. Grab your time in Buffalo. Obviously that was your first real home location there for a couple seasons there. Buffalo was, Buffalo was great. 
I mean, they, they gave me my first opportunity. That was my first, I, I, I made, that was my first team that I, you know, flat out made, um, you know, I mean, I had a lot of work to do. I was very raw at the, still at the time. And, um, you know, my first year I played majority, just special teams. And from there, I, the next year I played a little bit of receiver and special teams. The year after that, I played even more receiver. And the year after that, I was, you know, pretty much, you know, starting. And, um, you know, it's, I just had to, I, I had a goal and my, my goals and my, and kept getting bigger and bigger every single year that I stuck around there. And, you know, I just always, you know, my, always just tried to work outwork everybody, you know, cause I, you know, at, at the end of the day in the NFL, they're always going to bring in younger guys and they're going to bring in guys that are going to try to take your job. And, you know, I always took that a little bit personally. So uh, for me, it was all about just, you know, putting, you know, the best version of myself, whether it was on the field, classroom, off season, all of that. And uh, Buffalo gave me all those opportunities to do that. And, um, you know, it was, it was really, it was a great place for me. I actually, I really enjoyed playing there. Sure. Didn't like, didn't enjoy playing the Patriots twice a year, but <laughs> it was a great place. What brought you to choose Carolina last season in free agency? Um, you know, I had you know a couple of different you know options, and you know I, I was going back and forth between a couple of different things, and I really thought that Carolina had a lot of pieces to the puzzle. Um, you know, they have they have a great group of guys there. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, I got injured and wasn't able to complete the season with them, but. Um, you know, and injuries really just hamstring them, you know, us throughout the season. But, you know, the, the coaching staff loved Ron. Ron was a great coach. Um, Cam was awesome. I mean, playing with Christian and Greg Olson and all those guys, you know, the second that you meet those guys, you can tell that they just love football and that's kind of what you want to be around. And, um, you know, so for that, for me, I thought it was a good opportunity for me to uh, go down there and help a team you know, win in, the, in a different league. I hadn't, hadn't been out of the AFC East in, you know, yeah. almost seven years. So it was, it was exciting. And, um, you know, it didn't end up exactly being what I thought it was going to be. But, um, you know, it was a good experience. What has free agency been like for you, uh, for you this year? Uh, you know, it's been different, um, obviously, with <clears throat> everything that's going on you know, in the world, um, things have been a little bit slower. Um, you know, we, you, you haven't been able to go visit with teams or meet with coaches or, you know, even go for a workout. So things have definitely been different. Um, so for, you know, for me, it's, you know, just trying to remain patient. It's not easy. Uh, free agency is, um, not definitely not for the weak minded. I'll, I'll be honest with you for that. You know, you obviously want to be, you know, a part of a team and, and, you know, work and, you know, and all these guys are now getting their playbooks and stuff. So, you know, I, I'm looking forward to, to my next opportunities for wherever it may be. And, um, you know, it's just a waiting game. You know, these, these teams have to navigate through a lot of different things now with, um, you know, the pandemic that's going on and they're not able to meet with guys. So, you know, I understand that. And, you know, I just have to be patient. Do you have anywhere that you like, <clears throat> like are leaning towards, or, or can you not say? 
Uh, I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not necessarily going to say where I'm leaning towards, but yeah. I have. Um, you know, there are teams that we've talked to that I think would be a great opportunity for me, and um, you know, whether or not that happens or not, you know, time will tell. Um, was there anyone like in your career who really like mentored you or like helped you along the way? Oh yeah, I mean, there's tons of people. Um, when I was in. When I was in Buffalo, um, you know, Fred Jackson was an unbelievable player. Um, and he was like the first guy that I really, you know, looked at as a, you know, true professional. Um, really, you know, approached, you know, what he did as, you know, this is your job. And he put everything that he had into it. Um, and I really, I learned a lot from him. And there are a lot of guys along my way that, you know, I've just tried to learn from and especially being a guy that didn't play football in college very much, um, didn't play receiver in college very much. So I had a lot to learn. So any opportunity that I could to learn from a guy like Stevie Johnson, um, you know, all those guys, like even, you know, Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, um, guys that I played with, you know, just took advantage of just talking to them and learning from them and, you know, Andre Johnson was always, uh, you know, or um, Andre, you know, Reed was always around. Um, so I always would, you know, ask him questions and, um, you know, try to pick his brain on, you know, how to play receiver. And, you know, obviously when you got to New England, you know, I mean, who better to learn from than, than, than Tom, you know. So just seeing how he approached <clears throat> the game, his preparation, you know, I learned a lot from these guys and, you know, stuff that I've, you know, really tried to carry on throughout my career. Would you say is like the funniest teammate you've ever played with? Like, I've played with some, I've played with some goofballs in my time, but um, Rob, Rob ranks up there. Um, as one of the funniest guys I've been around. I mean, the guys, you know, I always, people always ask me about Rob and um, what it was like to play with him. And uh, you know, they always ask about all these guys that he played with. And, um, you know, Rob always just had a smile on his face. You know, he was just happy to be around the guys. And, you know, he loved everything about the sport and, you know, everything that came with it. And, you know, he was he was fun to be around. What teammate at any point in your career would you say did you have the best relationship with? Uh, I've, been, I've been fortunate enough to, to have a lot of, you know, make a lot of friendships in this league, even though I've, you know, bounced around and um, – you know, I really got close with the guys down in Carolina this year. <clears throat> you know, Luke and Greg and Christian, uh, just very, you know, similar guys to me. And, um, you know, playing with Danny and Jules and those guys, like, you know, those are guys that I'm going to talk to for the rest of my career. Um, and, you know, Tom and, you know, people that I can, you know, reach out and text and, you know, just talk to, you know, as a friend and not as a teammate. Um, I think that's, you know, something that is, you know, can be rare in this league to actually form relationships with, um, you know, always constantly reaching out to, to Slater and McCordy and those guys and just checking up and seeing how they're doing. Um, you know, those guys are <clears throat> people that, you know, I would hopefully be in touch with for the rest of my life um, just because they're good guys and they're fun to be around. What has been your favorite memory in the NFL so far? Um, I mean, winning the my, the first Super Bowl with New England was obviously uh, something that, you know, I never thought was, you know, going to happen. 
uh, in my career. Never in my life did I imagine I was going to be playing in a Super Bowl, let alone win in that fashion. Um, that was a pretty uh, – that was probably the memorable moment for me. Um, you know, but I, there's also moments where I remember getting my first catch <clears throat> in San Francisco, gaining zero yards, but came off the field with a huge smile on my face. Uh, my first touchdown – which ironically came against the Patriots uh, in Buffalo. You know, those, those types of things, those moments, you know, you, you remember for the rest of your life. Yeah. What was your relationship with Brady, uh, Brady like? Um, yeah, what was your relationship? It was great. Um, you know, it was – it obviously it, – you know, it, keeps, it kept forming, you know, over the three years that I was there and – uh, like I said, I learned so much from Tom and <clears throat> just the way that he approaches the game. And, um, you know, I always was always asking him questions. Um, you know, obviously it was how he wants things run was the most important question of them all so that I could do my job and, you know, he would look my way. And, um, but, you know, Tom was just such an approachable guy. Like no matter who you were, no matter your practice squad, new guy you know he went out of his way to to say hello to you um to know your name to do all these things that you know probably people wouldn't even think that he'd take the time of day to do and you know he did it on a day in and day out basis and you know playing with <clears throat> playing with him for those three years was you know some of the best years of my career and um you know th those are the things that you know I'll be able to look back on and say that I got to play with you know one of the best quarterbacks ever what was your reaction with Brady to Tampa? Like when you saw that, what was your reaction? Um, I mean, I, I, I reached out to him right away and, you know, I was happy for him. I was, you know, for me personally, you know, I've, I've been on that side of things where, you know, I wasn't necessarily playing for a team for the last 20 years, but, you know, I've moved on and played on a different team and, you know, it's an exciting time for, for an athlete to, you know, be in a new system learn a new playbook, you know, be around new teammates. And, um, you know, I'm sure that, you know, he got right to work and he's pretty excited about it. So, um, you know, it'll be a little different seeing him in a different jersey. And, you know, I know a lot of people are don't didn't want to see that. But, you know, he's a competitor. Um, you know, that's one thing that I always take away from him is that that guy competed in anything and everything. And, you know, he just – he wanted to compete and um, he had an opportunity to, you know, continue his career and, and you know, in a different league and with a different team. And, um, you know, he's going to bring that same competitiveness down to Tampa that he had in, in New England. And uh, I'm sure he's going to make them a better football team. What about, well, obviously, you know, he retired and now he's going to go play with Brady in Tampa. You know, was that a shock for you? Ah. Not really, but, you know, I always got a feeling that Gronk, you know, Gronk loves football, um, you know, and, and I, you know, this game is tough, <clears throat> it's tough on your body, mentally, physically, and, you know, I think for a guy that, you know, has been through a lot, um, you know, in his career, you know, needed a break, and, you know, for anyone that's played this game, you know, we can understand that, and, you know, he was able to take a break and, and kind of, you know, get his body back to where he, you know, felt good and felt healthy. And, um, 
you know, him coming back and playing football didn't really surprise me. I mean, he loves this game. He loves playing. He loves competing. And um, who better to do that with than, than Brady, you know? So what was the energy like in the locker room at halftime of Super Bowl 51 when you were down 21 to 3 against the Falcons? Uh, it was pretty brutal at first. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it kind of like – it was kind of like one of those situations where, um, you know, you couldn't really believe that it, that it was happening, but it happened. And, you know, we just – we had to move on. We couldn't sit here and sit there and sulk about it and um, point fingers. And that just – that wasn't – that wasn't going to do us any good. Um, you know, so I think uh, – when we got into halftime, you know, everyone kind of took a breather, kind of relaxed a little bit. And then after that, it was, it was all, let's go. I mean, we played the worst half of football that we played all year. And, you know, to win this football game, we're just going to have to go out and play the best half of football that we have all year. And that was the mindset. And everyone just kind of bought into to doing that and to trying to make plays. And, you know, a lot of things went our way and, you know, we were able to kind of chip away and, you know, and no one, no one blinked though. That was, uh, that was the special thing about that team. No one really ever blinked no matter what the situation was. Um, you know, just because you, you believe in, in one another and, and we, we obviously did. And um, we just had to find a way to win. What was it like being able to like, uh, if make up that deficit and win that win your first Super Bowl it was it was crazy I mean to put it you know it was you know the fact that we were able to do that um you know something that just doesn't really happen in in you know football games when you're down by that much um you know when we were able to tie the game uh and then we won the the coin toss at you know in overtime, I knew it was over at that time. We just you know everyone was doing everything right. We were firing all cylinders. Everyone was playing well. We were um, everyone was feeling really good. You know we had you know prepped for for all of this all year long. No one was gassed. Everyone was you know healthy and and uh, you know had so much stamina going into that overtime. You know I knew we were in a good position and. Um, you know, when, when we called that play down the goal line for James to score the winning touchdown, you know, that's something that you practice, you know, all year round. And, yeah. You know, I think it's one of those things where you, you call you call a play and obviously it takes 11 guys to you know, everyone doing their job. And I was like, you know, if everyone does their job right now, we're going to score this touchdown. And, uh, you know, we did. And it was a, a very surreal moment. You've played in multiple different Super Bowls, one, two. Uh, is it hard to control your nerves during these big games, or is that, is it just feel like another game? Um, I mean, I think, you know, there, there's a lot of things leading up to the game, and, you know, the games are longer uh, with all the commercials and the, the game stoppages. But uh, so that's can be <clears throat> can be a challenge. But I would say that once you – once the first kickoff happens, it just turns into another football game. You know, obviously there's the stakes are higher and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, there's not going to be another football game after that for the year. But, um, you know, for me, it was, um, you know, it just turned into another football game and, 
you know, we, you practice, you know, and you, you put so much effort into it, you know, going into those games, you just, you know, you don't want to hold anything back. Um, and that's really how I approach those games. What was it like playing under a coach like Bill Belichick? Was it hard? Yes. Yeah, tough. You know, um, you know, playing in this league is tough and playing, you know, for Bill is, can be tough at times, but you know, he, Bill is one of the, is, is the best coach I've ever been around. Um, you know, he prepares his team like no one I've ever been around uh, for any situation that could possibly happen in a football game. Um, he expects a lot of you and, and in return, his players want to give their best. Uh, and uh, you know, he, he creates good football teams and he puts good football players on the field. And, um, you know, if you're able to do your job and you're able to, you know, not focus on yourself as an individual, but just as the whole team and, and, you know, trying to understand what you're trying to accomplish as a team, you know, that's all that, you know, that he really cares about. And, um, you know, playing for him was, was fun. I mean, obviously it, it can be hard at times but if he's getting into you and, uh, but, you know, he's only doing that, you know, in my, my opinion, that he, he wants you to play better. He wants to do the best out of his players. And, um, you know, it was – I learned a lot from him. Sure. How long did it take you to learn the Patriots offense? Um, you know, it, it takes time. But, you know, I knew that going into it. And, you know, I, for me, you know, I really think it's really just about putting in the effort. Um, you know, studying and taking the extra time to go over the playbook and to ask people questions. And, you know, everyone has their own way of studying and their own way of learning. And for me, it was just about repetition. And the more chances that I was able, you know, got on the field and in the classroom, you know, it all just started to click. And, you know, it's a constant learning curve and you're always learning new plays and you're always learning new techniques and everything. But um, for me, you know, I just had to, you know, stick my face in the playbook for, you know, a couple hours, you know, each night when I first got there and just kind of continuously go over it. And, um, you know, I was able to pick it up. I mean, obviously there are things that you're always going to have to continue to look over. And um, that's just part of, you know, doing your job as, you know, as a football player and, and um, you know, holding myself accountable to you know, really knowing the playbook was something I took pretty seriously. Have you ever seen any kind of weird pregame ritual like that someone does before a game? <clears throat> uh, no, you know what? I haven't really seen anything too, too crazy. Um, you know, there's guys that are, you know, they'll wear the same undershirt and, um, you know, be particular about the socks that they wear and that kind of stuff. But I didn't really see any crazy superstitions. You had to like pick one player in NFL history to be your goat, your greatest of all time. Who would you pick? My what? Your goat, your like greatest of all time. Tom. Tom? Easily. So you you've worn fifteen for years now. Why do you wear that number? Does it like hold significance to you? Um I I wore nineteen in college, wore twenty four in football in high school and when I got to Buffalo 15 was available 19 wasn't um really doesn't have any significance behind it other than it's my wife's birthday 
um, the day. So maybe subconsciously that's why I picked it. Um, but no, I mean, I every I, 15 really, it, it brought me good fortune. So I stuck with it for my career. That's a good, that's a good answer. <laughs> Was there anyone in the NFL that inspired you to like want to get to that level? Um, you know, watching, you know, I'm from New York, so growing up and watching Wayne Corbett, um, you know, obviously Jerry Rice, um, you know, all those guys, you know, always loved playing, but you know, I, the, the thing that I loved about those guys too was, you know, I always used to kind of take notice of or read about their different work ethics and just how they <clears throat> trained in the off season and all that kind of stuff. And, um, those are the things that I really looked, looked at and, and learned about, you know, these guys just didn't, you know, roll it out there and, you know, were the best, to, you know, in their position, you know, they worked hard at what they, you know, at it and, you know, they put a lot into it. And, uh, I knew that if I was to even get to a level like that, you know, it was going to require a lot of work. Um, and that's something that I, you know, at a young age really, you know, adopted. What is your favorite thing to do, like, off the field? Do you have any, like, like fun hobbies you do or anything? Um, you know, so uh, my off seasons really, I mean, I spent with my family. You know, we live apart during the year. I have three kids. And um, they are – I have twins, twin three-year-olds and a seven-month-old. And, um, you know, my wife and I, we've always lived apart. She's a doctor <clears throat> back in New York, so – when she was in med school and now she's starting her own practice. We've always lived apart. So, um, you know, we don't get to see each other a lot, but, um, so when I come home in the off season, I try to spend as much time with them as I can. And, um, you know, going to the beach in the summer and playing golf whenever I get a free moment, that's, uh, you know, those are the things that I like to do. What are your thoughts on the extra game starting next season? Um, you know, I think, I mean, it's another opportunity for guys to play. And, um, you know, I think, you know, I think guys just have to take care of their bodies. You know, I think that's really what it comes down to. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of people are indifferent about it and, and don't get me wrong. It's playing another game it, during a season, you know, it's definitely, it's tough. It's not easy to go out there and, you know, play a full game. It's, um, you know, I, you know, risk of injury and all that kind of stuff. You know, you're always at risk when you go out there on the field. But, um, you know, I think if, you know, I've always tried to teach these young guys, you know, that you know, you're in, your body is an investment. And if you're able to take care of it and you're investing time into making sure that you feel good throughout the year and take care of yourself in the off season and prepare yourself, then, you know, you're trying to prevent injury is, you know, the name of the game. And if you're able to stay healthy, uh, you, you can stick around a lot longer. What are your thoughts on the new playoff format? Not starting this year, but the next. I think it's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you see it every single year. A lot of good teams, you know, that you know, obviously could be in the playoffs or have a chance to be in the playoffs, don't quite get there. And, um, you know, I think it'll – it definitely raises the stakes a little bit for, you know, in, in the leagues and um, – you know, it'll be, you know, I think it'll be fun, you know, to have, you know, those, that playoff format and, you know, to add the extra teams into the playoffs. Um, playoff football is different, man. It's exciting and there's a lot more on the line. And 
um, you know, I, I think it'll be good for the sport. Alright, so in Super Bowl 52, uh, when did you learn that uh, Malcolm Butler wasn't going to play in that game? I, uh, I wasn't aware. Um, it was kind of like one of those things that, um, you know, you're, you're very wrapped up in, in the game itself and, uh, and, you know, you realize that one of your, you know, better players is not on the field. Um, you know, I, you know, don't know the reason really why, um, but, you know, it wasn't my call and, you know, I always believed in, in Bill and what he did, you know, for our football team. So, um, just one of those things, I guess. So, if the money were the same, would you rather be playing professional lacrosse or football? It's a good question. Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, I love both sports, um, yeah. and I love playing football. I mean, for me, you know, lacrosse – came very natural to me when I first started playing and football is something that I have to continuously work at and put a lot of time into. And I enjoy that whole process. And, uh, you know, I, I, if I had my, uh, the best of both worlds, I'd just play both. Yeah. Your career, did you have a favorite city to play in? Yeah. Uh, Kansas city was awesome. Really? Uh, yeah, that, that AFC championship game was loud. Uh, it was pretty it was intense um i i mean my time in buffalo was awesome i mean rain shine snow sleet that that stadium was packed and the same goes for new england i mean it was all those those cities were so much fun to play with the fans are amazing um you know training camp obviously in new england was so much fun you know there's thousands of people to show up at training camp, you know, and I thought that was, was pretty cool. Did you know you hold Patriots franchise record? Uh, for yards in a playoff game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I didn't know that. No, yeah, I, I did. Um, uh, you know, I knew that, you know, go after that game, you know, someone had mentioned that to me and, don't worry, I'll be sure to bring my son to uh, Gillette Stadium just to make sure that he knows that dad played football, even though he'll he'll be watching that game, I'm sure, a ton of times after I'm done playing. But, yeah, it's pretty special. Um, you know, who knows how long it'll last, but uh, it's pretty cool that, you know, I can put my name in the record books in, in a, such a, in like an organization like, like the Patriots. I hope nobody breaks it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we have, we have one more question for you to just kind of um, bring it full circles. Uh, so if there was, like, anything you could tell, like, the seniors that are going through this right now, like, what would you tell them? Um, you know, being a senior in high school right now, um, you know, especially with everything that's going on, I mean, I know it's tough. You know, you, this time in your life, you know, you can't really – it's tough to see into the future and to see, you know, that – you know, you'll look back on this time and, you know, it'll be a small part of your life. But, um, you know, I would, I would just say that you just got to, you know, take every day as a blessing. Um, and that, you know, if you're able, you know, you're healthy, um, you know, their your future and everything that's going to you know happen after this is, you know, going to be such a big part of your life. And, um, you know, hopefully you have plans, you know, for, 
you know, college. And even if you don't, you know, you just have to, you know, look at it with a positive attitude and, um, you know, always try to see the best in things and, and be able to, you know, take every day, you know, just day by day, you know, don't try to, you know, solve the world's problems in 24 hours because it just, just doesn't work like that. And as much as I've tried to do that in the past, you know, being able to, you know, work on something little every single day and to, you know, just try to, you know, put the best version of myself um, forward and, and um, really just be uh, true to myself as, as, a, as, a, as a person, as a man, as an athlete. Um, you know, I think that's the most important. Yeah. Well, that just about wraps up so our episode. So uh, thank you uh, to Chris Hogan for taking the time to do this interview with us. Oh, Thanks, guys. Yeah, Peyton made an appearance. <laughs> well, uh, good luck in free agency and good luck next season. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. And as always, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and like us on Facebook. Uh, Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs>